Section nine of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume eight. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume eight, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton, eighteen twenty one through eighteen ninety. Section nine when it was the eighth hundredth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the girls sat down to chat with their uncle the eldest said to him o my uncle we told thee the tale of hasan of bassorah whom bahram the magian brought and how he slew the wizard and how after enduring all manner of hardships and horrors he made prize of the supreme king's daughter and took her to wife and journeyed with her to his native land replied he yes and what befell him after that quoth the princess she played him false after he was blessed with two sons by her for she took them in his absence and fled with them to her own country saying to his mother whenas thy son returneth to thee and asketh for me and upon him the knights of severance longsome shall be and he craveth reunion and meeting to see and whenas the breezes of love and longing shake him dolefully let him come in the islands of wak to me when abd al-kadus heard this he shook his head and bit his forefinger then bowing his brow groundwards he began to make marks on the earth with his finger-tip after which he again shook his head and looked right and left and shook his head a third time whilst hasan watched him from a place where he was hidden from him then said the princesses to their uncle return us some answer for our hearts are rent in sunder but he shook his head at them saying o oh, my daughters verily hath this man wearied himself in vain and cast himself into grievous predicament and sore peril for he may not gain access to the islands of wak with this the princesses called hasan who came forth and advancing to sheikh abd al kudus kissed his hand and saluted him the old man rejoiced in him and seated him by his side whereupon quoth the damsels o oh, uncle acquaint our brother hasan with that thou hast told us so he said to hasan o my son put away from thee this pin forte dure, for thou canst never gain access to the islands of wak though the flying jinn and the wandering stars were with thee for that betwixt thee and these islands are seven wadis and seven seas and seven mighty mountains how then canst thou come in at the stead and who shall bring thee thither wherefore allah upon thee o my son do thou reckon thy spouse and sons as dead and turn back forthright and weary not thy sprite indeed i give thee good counsel and thou wilt but accept it hearing these words from the sheikh hasan wept till he fainted and the princesses sat round him weeping for his weeping whilst the youngest sister rent her raiment and buffeted her face till she swooned away when sheikh abd al kadus saw them in this transport of grief and trouble and mourning he was moved to ruth for them and cried be ye silent then said to hasan o my son hearten thy heart and rejoice in the winning of thy wish and it be the will of allah the most high presently adding rise o my son take courage and follow me so hasan arose forthright and after he had taken leave of the princesses followed him rejoicing in the fulfilment of his wish then the sheikh called the elephant and mounting took hasan up behind him and fared on three days with their knights like the blinding leaven till he came to a vast blue mountain whose stones were all of azure hue and a middlemost of which was a cavern with a door of chinese iron 
here he took hasan's hand and led him down and alighting dismissed the elephant then he went up to the door and knocked whereupon it opened and there came out to him a black slave hairless as he were an ifrit with brand in his right hand and a targe of steel in the left when he saw abd al-kadus he threw sword and buckler from his grip and coming up to the shaykh kissed his hand thereupon the old man took hasan by the hand and entered with him whilst the slave shut the door behind them when hasan found himself in a vast cavern and a spacious through which ran an arched corridor and they ceased not faring on therein a mile or so till it abutted upon a great open space and thence they made for an angle of the mountain wherein were two huge doors cast of solid brass the old man opened one of them and said to hasan sit at the door whilst i go within and come back to thee in haste and beware lest thou open it and enter then he fared inside and shutting the door after him was absent during a full sidereal hour after which he returned leading a black stallion thin of flank and short of nose which was ready bridled and saddled with velvet housings and when it ran it flew and when it flew the very dust in vain would pursue and brought it to hasan saying mount so he mounted and abd al-kadus opened the second door beyond which appeared a vast desert then the twain passed through the door into that desert and the old man said to him o my son take this scroll and when thou whither this steed will carry thee when thou seest him stop at the door of a cavern like this alight and throw the reins over the saddle-bow and let him go he will enter the cavern which do thou not enter with him but tarry at the door five days without being weary of waiting on the sixth day there will come forth to thee a black shaykh clad all in sable with a long white beard flowing down to his navel as soon as thou seest him kiss his hands and seize his skirt and lay it on thy head and weep before him till he take pity on thee and he will ask thee what thou wouldst have when he saith to thee what is thy want give him this scroll which he will take without speaking and go in and leave thee wait at the door other five days without wearying and on the sixth day expect him and if he come out to thee himself know that thy wish will be won but if one of his pages come forth to thee know that he who cometh forth to thee purposeth to kill thee and the peace for know o my son that whoso self imperileth doeth himself to death and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was eight hundred and first night she continued it hath reached me o auspicious king that after handing the scroll to hasan shaykh abd al-kadus told him what would befall him and said whoso self imperileth doeth himself to death but also who ventureth not advantageth not however an thou fear for thy life cast it not into danger of destruction but an thou fear not up and do thy will for i have expounded to thee the whole case yet shouldest thou be minded to return to thy friends the elephant is still here and he will carry thee to my nieces who will restore thee to thy country and return thee to thy home and allah will vouchsafe thee a better than this girl of whom thou art enamoured hasan answered the shaykh saying and how shall life be sweet to me except i win my wish by allah i will never turn back till i regain my beloved or my death overtake me and he wept and recited these couplets for loss of lover mine and stress of love i dree i stood bewailing self in deep despondency longing for him 
the spring camp's dust i kissed and kissed but this bred more of grief and galling reverie god guard the gone who in our hearts must e'er abide with nearing woes and joys which still the farther flee they say me patience but they bore it all away on parting day and left me naught save tormentry and naught affrighted me except the word he said forget me not when gone nor drive from memory to whom shall turn i hope in whom when you are lost who were my only hopes and joys and woes of me but ah the pang of home returned when parting thus how joyed at seeing me return mine enemy then well away this twas i guarded me against and ah thou low of love double thine ardency and fled for i my friends i'll not survive the flight yet an they deign return o oh joy o oh ecstasy never by allah tears and weeping i'll contain for loss of you but tears on tears and tears will rain when abd al kadus heard his verse he knew that he would not turn back from his desire nor would words have effect on him and was certified that naught would serve him but he must imperil himself though it lose him his life so he said to him know o my son that the islands of wak are seven islands wherein is a mighty host all virgin girls and the inner isles are peopled by satans and marids and warlocks and various tribesmen of the jinn and whoso entereth their land never returneth thence at least none hath done so to this day so allah upon thee return presently to thy people for know that she whom thou seekest is the king's daughter of all these islands and how canst thou attain to her hearken to me o my son and haply allah will vouchsafe thee in her stead a better than she o my lord answered hasan though for the love of her i were cut in pieces yet should i but redouble in love and transport there is no help but that i enter the wak islands and come to the sight of my wife and children and inshallah i will not return save with her and with them said the shaykh then nothing will serve thee but thou must make the journey hasan replied nothing and i only ask of thee thy prayers for help and aidance so haply allah will reunite me with my wife and children right soon then he wept for stress of longing and recited these couplets you are my wish of creatures brightest light i deem you leaf as hearing fain as sight you hold my heart which hath become your home and since you left me lords right soars my plight then think not i have yielded up your love your love which set this wretch in fierce affright you went and went my joy when as you went and waned and waxed wan the brightest light you left me lone to watch the stars in woe railing tears likest raindrops infinite thou art longsome to the white who pining lies on wake moon-gazing through the night o night wind and thou pass the tribe where they abide give them my greeting life is fain of flight and tell them somewhat of the pangs i bear the loved one kenneth not my case aright then he wept with sore weeping till he fainted away and when he came to himself shaykh abd al kadus said to him o my son thou hast a mother make her not taste the torment of thy loss hasan replied by allah o my lord i will never return except with my wife or my death shall overtake me and he wept and wailed and recited these couplets by love's right not of farness thy slave can estrange nor am i one to fail in my fealty i suffer such pains that i tell my case to folk they'd cry madness clean witless is he then ecstasy love-longing transport and lo whose case is such case how shall ever he be 
with this the old man knew that he would not turn from his purpose though it cost him his life so he handed him the scroll and prayed for him and charged him how he should do saying i have in this letter given a strict charge concerning thee to abu al-ruwaysh son of bilkis daughter of muin for he is my sheikh and my teacher and all men and jinn humble themselves to him and stand in awe of him and now go with the blessing of god hasan forthright set out giving the horse the rein and it flew off with him swiftlier than lightning and stayed not in its course ten days when he saw before him a vast loom black as night walling the world from east to west as he neared it the stallion neighed under him whereupon there flocked to it horses in number as the drops of rain none could tell their tale or against them prevail and fell to rubbing themselves against it hasan was affrighted at them and fared forwards surrounded by the horses without drawing rein till he came to the cavern which sheikh abd al kudus had described to him the steed stood still at the door and hasan alighted and bridged the bridle over the saddle-bow whereupon the steed entered the cavern whilst the rider abode without as the old man had charged him pondering the issue of his case in perplexity and distraction and unknowing what would befall him and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the eight hundred and second night she pursued it hath reached me o auspicious king that hasan dismounting from the steed stood at the cavern mouth pondering the issue of his case and unknowing what might befall him he abode standing on the same spot five days with their nights sleepless mournful tear-eyed distracted perplexed pondering his severance from home and family comrades and friends with weeping eyelids and heavy heart then he bethought him of his mother and of what might yet happen to him and of his separation from his wife and children and of all that he had suffered and he recited these couplets with you is my heart cure a heart that goes and from hill-foot of eyelids the tear-reel flows and parting and sorrow and exile and dole and farness from country and throw that o'erthrows not in a my save a lover distracted by love far parted from loved one and wilted by woes and tis love that hath brought me such sorrow say where is the noble of soul who such sorrows unknows hardly had hasan made an end of his verses when out came the sheikh abu al-ruwaysh a blackamoor and clad in black raiment and at first sight he knew him by the description that abd al-kadus had given him he threw himself at his feet and rubbed his cheeks on them and seizing his skirt laid it on his head and wept before him quoth the old man what wantest thou o my son whereupon he put out his hand to him with the letter and abu al-ruwaysh took it and re-entered the cavern without making him any answer so hasan sat down at the cave-mouth in his place other five days as he had been bidden whilst concern grew upon him and terror redoubled on him and restlessness got hold of him and he fell to weeping and bemoaning himself for the anguish of estrangement and much watching and he recited these couplets glory to him who guides the skies the lover sore in sorrow lies who hath not tasted of love's food knows not what mean its miseries did i attempt to stem my tears rivers of blood would fount and rise how many an intimate is hard of heart and pains in sorest wise and she with me her word would keep of tears and sighs i'd fain devise but i'm forgone rejected quite ruin on me hath cast her eyes at my fell pangs fell wildlings weep 
and not a bird for me but cries hasan ceased not to weep till dawn of the sixth day when shaykh abu al ruwaysh came forth to him clad in white raiment and with his hand signed to him to enter so he went in rejoicing and assured of the winning of his wish and the old man took him by the hand and leading him into the cavern fared on with him half a day's journey till they reached an arched doorway with a door of steel the shaykh opened the door and they two entered a vestibule vaulted with onyx stones and arabesqued with gold and they stayed not walking till they came to a great hall and a wide paved and walled with marble in its midst was a flower-garden containing all manner of trees and flowers and fruits with birds warbling on the boughs and singing the praises of allah the almighty sovereign and there were four dadzes each facing each other and in each dads a jetting fountain at whose corner stood lions of red gold spouting gerbs from their mouths into the basin on each dads stood a chair whereon sat an elder with exceeding store of books before him and censers of gold containing fired perfumes and before each elder were students who read the books to him now when the twain entered the elders rose to them and did them honour whereupon abu al-ruwaysh signed to them to dismiss their scholars and they did so then the four arose and seating themselves before that shaykh asked him of the case of hasan to whom he said tell the company thy tale and all that hath betided thee from the beginning of thine adventure to the end so hasan wept with sore weeping and related to them his story with bahram whereupon all the shaykhs cried out and said is this indeed he whom the magian caused to climb the mountain of clouds by means of the vultures sewn up in the camel hide and hasan said yes so they turned to the shaykh abu al ruwaysh and said to him o our shaykh of a truth bahram contrived his mounting to the mountain top but how came he down and what marvel saw he there and abu al ruwaysh said o hasan tell them how thou camest down and acquaint them with what thou sawest of marvels so he told them all that had befallen him first and last how he had gotten the magian into his power and slain him how he had delivered the youth from him and sent him back to his own country and how he had captured the king's daughter of the jinn and married her yet had she played him false and taken the two boys she had borne him and flown away brief he related to them all the hardships and horrors he had undergone whereat they marvelled each and every and said to abu al ruwaysh o elder of elders verily by allah this youth is to be pitied but be like thou wilt aid him to recover his wife and wees and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say end of section nine recorded by sylvia m b in washington state